What if the cast of Waiting for Guffman tried to make an action thriller? We watched the Vernonia incident, which means it's time for another Portland at the Movies. In a world, in a time, in a land of eternal beauty, all that stands between a city and a disaster, in a city where anything can happen, if you thought you had seen it all. Vernonia has been very good to me for a number of years. And this is my opportunity in a small way to give something back to the people of Vernonia. Hello and welcome to another episode of Portland at the Movies. My name is Todd Workoven and joining me as always is Mark Middleton. How are you, Mark? I'm well. I'm really well. Good, good. And of course, Brian, the Unipiper kid. How are you, Brian? Resplendent in not just a Hawaiian shirt, but that is a Goonies Hawaiian shirt you and I didn't notice it at first but then I looked and there's uh <laughs> there's chunk lifting up his version of that Hawaiian shirt yeah this is my new Portland at the movies shirt it is uh, a replica of chunks shirt from the Goonies but then it's got little chunks hidden in the print it of does the shirt. and I'm noticing too it has the um the clacking teeth that saves uh data from falling on top of the spikes it's, oh there's a skull there yeah it's it's really subtle nice well well done that's, awesome. that's going to be hard not to stare at for the rest <laughs> rest of the time uh well my uh, eyes are up here you're <laughs> so uh this month we watched a movie called the vernonia incident and vernonia is a town that's kind of uh, in between here and astoria if you go diagonally it's not on highway 30 and you it's can't not... get there from here <laughs> oh, you can't. No, I say that because oh. <laughs> I was being a little facetious, Todd. Sorry. <laughs> you can't. You really can't. can't. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't. Maybe but... you shouldn't. Um, so, so yeah. yeah, there's two ways to get to a story at 30 and 26. Yeah. And then it's like dead in between center and between. i ended up taking a couple years ago i took it uh, i was in astoria and took that back kind of as a scenic route and they just repaved that whole it's just a little two-lane highway that that goes uh, in between and vernonia's right in the middle a little small town uh and it's a beautiful drive and uh they made a movie in 1989 mark do you want to tell us about this movie i love this movie <laughs> so i did too it's um it is a homegrown movie uh, you know made in made in 1988 or 1989 89. and it is a cops and robbers uh you know shoot 'em up lots of uh cars catching on fire and chases so and, many cars and, that and, in one cut went from being on the road fine to being flipped down a hill and then in the next cut completely on fire <laughs> there there's a lot of Flammable vehicles in Vernonia, <laughs> and, and yeah, and then militia and uh, helicopters and uh, local actors who are totally untrained. And every it's, single it's, person in this movie was untrained local it, actor. Yeah, and it's how high a ridge I could not <laughs> tell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could finally <laughs> use the. Um... I just got the waiting. <laughs> For Guffman reference yeah, at the yeah. beginning of the show, I, I can finally use the. Well, now it it's would too be loud. <laughs> Precisely, yeah. So uh, it's t- technically it's not, you know, wouldn't be classified as like a mainstream. It's technically gre- fairly incompetent it's, on almost every level. It's, it's so it's terrible. It's but, like 
uh, Waiting for Guffman, directed by Tommy Wiseau in the middle of the Oregon wilderness. There you go. That is a perfect description because the um, it is written, produced, and direct by, uh, directed by a man named Ray Etheridge. That's how you know it's going to be good. And he was also the director of photography. He was uh, the editor, the chief editor. Um, and it was a family affair because the executive producers are someone is someone named Emma and I didn't get the old man's name, but Etheridge. I believe those are his parents. Those are his yeah. parents who appear in the movie. And yeah, she has a speaking line. Yeah, she's yes. sweeping the porch at yep. the beginning. So it is a fan. And his sister is also in it in this bar scene. Oh, she the dancing blew girl? My, yes. yes. <laughs> so we cut to the bar. This is way ahead of the movie. I didn't remember. But it's just like a pool hall, like a small little bar. And there is a woman dressed in a sequin blazer <laughs> that looks like salt and pepper. And she's just dancing in the middle of this pool hall with no one else. And then apparently that's his sister. I and saw that credit at the end of the film. And then I was like, I did not remember a dancing oh, girl. Oh, I did because movie. I wrote... <laughs> What the one lady with dancing with a sequin blazer yeah her name is Zonia Etheridge she was the assistant director and the production manager uh, for this <laughs> and film caterer and and his <laughs> so I driver I also believe that it was uh, Ray's parents who owned the mini mart in the movie oh okay okay was the mini mart the place that got robbed or was no, that the grocery store? I think store? that was the grocery store. Okay, so the, the mini bar was the gas station, the gas station. At, the at the very okay. beginning. Yeah. So uh, tell us a little bit more about, Ver you know, a little bit more about the actual Vernonia. Yeah. So uh, I've been to Vernonia a couple times. We were actually looking. Uh, there's a, a really interesting old uh, a mill that has been, um, it, it's it's ruins now, but we were actually looking at it for our wedding location yeah. in Vernonia. And it's it's a tiny town in uh, a beautiful little area. It's got a nice little lake and a park, and and, and it literally has like two stop says, signs, and that's about it. Yeah, and and looking through, so I, I did a lot of uh, Google Maps comparisons with uh, this movie filmed in 1989 versus today, and almost everything that I looked for, I was able to find. Oh, nice! And so the the mini mart's still there. The the market where the robbery happens is yeah. still by the there. time most people bridges and everything. by the time most people hear this you can go to portland at the movies.com slash map and uh those will be listed on the little yep. map and you can see what they look like back then and now yeah. that's hilarious yeah and i did try to go changed. there the one time i drove through there was uh when you told me about that old mill that has a bunch yeah. of in, which today i found out green day filmed a video in that Part of it was in Vernonia, part of it's on the coast, yeah. and but Green Day never appears in Vernonia, so I that seems huh. way more random than somehow Green Day being themselves in Vernonia. Like why? So it was just shots. Of it was the there were some shots of the inside the mill, and there's all trees inside it, and graffiti and that's on the that wall, mill? and it's that mill. Oh. Yeah, yeah, because you see, well, and then you see the Oregon there. coast, <laughs> Green Day. <laughs> so yeah, that was completely random too. So just a tiny huh. little town, huh? Um, so my history with this film, um, I actually saw it a number of years ago. Um, the first time I saw it, uh, I went, uh, it was when Sarah, my wife was, um, working, uh, for the summer in Astoria. And so I would go the, out there on the weekends and visit her and they have this wonderful little video store in Astoria. It's still open. Oh, cool. And it's not like movie madness where, it, you know, they're like trying to preserve video. Right. It's just literally a video store that is still open that has been preserved in yeah, amber <laughs> exactly 
and it must be the salt air or something. <laughs> but um, they had a little tiny section um, locally filmed, and it was like four films or something. It was like Kindergarten Cop, Free Willy, The Goonies, and the Vernonia incident. And obviously, you know, I, that was the one I was like, what, what is, is And so I, I rented it and uh, just fell in love with it. Remember really enjoying it at, at the time. Um, but then, you know, when I told Sarah that we were reviewing it again and, and she goes, Oh, all I remember is people in cars. <laughs> <laughs> she remembered correctly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there was a, a couple locations, the gas station and the, uh, the post office was in there, the yep. grocery store, uh, and that's, and the bridge, the bridge that's the bridge, there. The bridge. That's there. Yeah. There's a lot of versions of this movie and there's actually a documentary of the making of this movie that we had access to as well. So Brian, your original viewing was yes. kind of the the you know made for the public cut and since then there's a extended unedited you know not unedited right. but an extended cut. <laughs> it just feels that way. <laughs> yeah. Feels so did unedited. you guys watch I didn't watch the, I only watched the 56 minute version. Oh, you did not watch uh, the I did not I watched watch the, the extended I don't know game. what the difference is. I don't know I, either. I watched both. I guess so I, I would guess more driving. I can tell you. Yeah, we'll we, we'll get into okay. the, the Okay, well why don't you do you want to take us through since you're the most familiar with this movie? Okay, well let me tell you let's talk about the name first of all. Yeah. Um Throughout all of production uh, up until the initial video release, it was released uh, straight to VHS video stores. You know, it did not have a theatrical release. It was shot on film. It was shot on f most of it. Okay. You would not know that it, some of it was not shot on film because you did not watch the long uncut version oh. in which there were uh, several scenes shot on videotape. Wow. Um, but we'll get into that. Okay. Uh, so the the title of the movie, um, it was called the Vernonia Incident upon initial release, and uh, even in the making of, they show a news segment from K two News during the filming of it, mm -hmm. and they call it the Vernonia Incident. Now, did you, uh, before we move on from there, in that K two segment, did you see Jeff Gianola? Oh uh, yes, I did. <laughs> I didn't notice him. <laughs> Mark pointed that out. A young Jeff Gianola making his second appearance in Portland at the movies. Right. Of course, from the Hunted movie was the first <laughs> oh, one. Right. But this time, not in the movie. Right. He right. Was referencing the movie. Yeah. Um, so anyways, uh, the movie, when it was uh, shortened from an hour and a half to 56 minutes, was also retitled to Revenge of the Rednecks. <laughs> so it did start out long and get cut down. It yes. wasn't padded out after it found life. Right. Video? Okay. And, and wow. after after having watched both versions, I can tell you like I, I, so when um, rewatching it, I first watched Mark's uncut version and I was like, wow, this did not hold up to my memory. Like I, I maybe I was drunk or, or something <laughs> because I am not enjoying this. Um, and then just before recording, I finished watching the, the 56 minute version again and it, it it is what the film needs. It should not be more than 56 minutes. Yeah. It, it's and it was a long 56 minutes. Like I still felt like I was checking my watch some of that time. Right. Well, you should go watch the other one and <laughs> see what long really is, Todd. Um, anyways, over the course, I, I, this is another tie, I think, to Tommy was so. The movie, I can't tell if it's supposed to be satire or not. Um, oh, in terms, boy. In terms hmm. of like... What, how does the director feel towards the message of the mob mentality? Yeah. Um, my take is that when he originally filmed it, it was there was no satire element. It was just straight up, you know, he thought that what the people were doing was 
right and that you know oh totally yeah and i think over the years he's tried to work in and and use the tommy like oh it was always a dark comedy and say oh it's satire because the name as the name has changed it's gotten progressively more like focused on yeah so (laughs) let me read the list of names of this film over the years so initially the vernonia incident uh first changed to revenge of the rednecks uh, then Lynch Mob Vigilantes, um, then Redneck Revenge, uh, then Redneck Country Justice, uh, and then finally Redneck Revenge Country Justice in Oregon. <laughs> what? I had no idea. With a specific address listed. At <laughs> yes. 547 <laughs> Vernonia <laughs> Avenue. <laughs> That's amazing. Now, I wonder if those changes, like, Movies like this, and especially, and and you guys will talk a little bit more about this later, hit the rest of his ovoir of films. <laughs> He's made a lot of them. A lot of these, especially uh, the ones from the 80s, get sold from one distribution company to the next to put them in the like, 18 horror movies on one DVD. And I wonder if that was just so they can say, oh, this people wouldn't recognize it's it the to, same old garbage yeah. that they've been buying. Now I'm sure some of those titles may stem from uh, foreign releases. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's true. Yeah, in the making of, they did mention that it had been dubbed in multiple languages yep. and uh, distributed worldwide. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Uh, the poor world. <laughs> so bef- <laughs> before we get into the movie itself, we let's talk a little bit more about Ray Etheridge. Yes, because please. I feel like in order to fully understand this movie and fully appreciate this movie, you really have to understand the man. I feel like by the end of this, we're going to have to have a pit- picture of Ray Etheridge on the wall <laughs> as the he, honorary fourth I, member of Portland at the movies. Because I, I believe he has earned it. <laughs> So the key to unlocking this film, Ray Etheridge, um, he worked actually for K2 News for 13 years Mm -hmm. um, as a cameraman, um, and he had his background um, sort of in uh, TV and PBS, and he did some stuff. Um, But after filming this movie, like this was a huge undertaking, and I can't tell if it was $67,000 was the budget of the movie or $300,000. So, yeah. Both have been reported. Both have been reported. Yeah, I heard the $300,000. Both uh, are shocking. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um, But I think that uh, they they needed that much for gas money to drive around the forest for 45 minutes of the 50-minute film. You have to remember that Vernonia at this time and still today, you know, it is a small town. Yeah. So when a production like this comes to town, it, it is like everyone is involved. And um, on his website, there's currently a, they, Ray calls it the official fan site of the Vernonia incident, which is kind of funny. Wow. Um, he claims, and he has a write-up about the film, that uh, they auditioned over 200 locals and I think casted 82 Wow. This was, we talk about uh, in every episode how they're, the extras in a lot of these movies are just <laughs> bonkers insane. And this was, the whole movie was filled with, with bonkers, insane, insane bonkers. extras. All yep. of the posse are like conservatively 95 years old. <laughs> so they would have been bonkers enough by themselves. But then, uh, also I learned by reading the website, there was a quote-unquote problem with the audio recording during filming, and the entire thing had to be 80-yard in Los Angeles with hired actors. This, that was driving me insane. And it's funny because you can see the boom mic in several of the the (laughs) shots, and I'm like, what are they using that (laughs) mic for? There's no sound from this scene. And I thought, yeah, it must have been destroyed because there there are times where... 
I had to rewind because there's a conversation between three people happening that are all the same voice and it's done off screen and it is half of my notes are Todd can you pull up a scene let's give the uh, audience an example of this Um, 10 minutes and 50 seconds is a great example all right, give me a second. Here. So half of is that when the cop goes? It is. I <laughs> love that moment. I did. Yes, <laughs> I had this cop's voice is unbelievable. Okay, ten um, minutes and what? So if you pay a t- ten minutes and fifty seconds, um, maybe just start slightly before that. I, um, I so half of the ADR actors have this like it sounds like they're in a submarine recording their yes. dialogue everything echoes <laughs> and it is so dr- dramatic of an echo that I, I don't think it was accidental I think it was like intentional yeah like they wanted this line and then an, important. I, as I was writing down how the the lack of ambient noise was driving me insane and then a scene came up where it was no ambient noise except a very loud ticking clock in the background and I thought I was gonna go crazy okay so here's a little bit and I think this might have some of the some of the town folk in it too but we'll see if we can hear the the cop I think this is the oh, and this music just relentless the whole movie I think the the music is really one of the cast members it, it is <laughs> It has character and personality all into itself. The voices sound like they're taken from a beat 'em up video game from the eighties. Finish him. All right, here exactly. We go. Now don't anybody do anything stupid and rockers. stay away from those phones. This looks easier than I thought. Oh, freeze! Where'd he come from? But you can even hear in this. I mean, it's just and that poor old man totters out of the store with his gun i was so afraid for him he could barely walk and he's waving a gun around in public oh did you uh apparently i was the only one that read uh the website is that true? Uh, yeah i didn't know i don't know how i missed it okay i'm gonna find it um he uh, i just sort of figured this was like a one-shot thing for like the town comes together and then like this was the the one thing the guy did but his imdb page has dozens and dozens of movies that he's been putting out since this it's crazy um okay this is from the uh official fan website uh there's a entry called guns and ammunition actors were allowed to use their own guns in the film <laughs> what they mentioned that in the behind the scenes thing yeah. the cop was like and the third day he just brought his it's dad's like, 45 revolver <laughs> and it's like oh and my then, gosh just brought it into the restaurant that they were eating in and <laughs> like what? That drove me crazy too because they did have blanks in a lot of them, but there was tons of these big, huge Bonnie and Clyde shootouts where this this mob of geriatric people holding rifles. There's no muzzle flash. There's no kick. There's no. They're just standing there, and there's bad gunshot noises added in, and those were like half the gunfights. It was ridiculous. The first thing, and before we get a little more into it. Watching a watching a movie like this makes you realize making a movie is really hard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really so, hard. So they said that the script took a year, a year to make or the, to write. The uh, planning was uh, eight or nine months. Uh, they shot in twelve days, something like that. I really, yeah, yeah. Twelve days of filming. Twelve days wow. of filming. I really think I could have written this script myself in like two weeks. It's- like there's not a lot going on. There's in the script nothing department. happening. In there's this a lot script. of yes, all right, woohoo's. Yeah, I. Uh, 
and it's all badly ADR. They could have come up, they should have come up with an alternate story in between when they filmed it and, and had to ADR. re-record everything else. Yeah, I even wrote it down in the credits. It's future post in Burbank, California. So I would never ever get my ADR done there if oh. you are making a movie. I just realized something, Todd. These timestamps that I'm giving you are all from the extended cut. Is yes, that I noticed that on oh, one of them, so right. it's a little bit off. But um, so if if we can go to a minute oh. before that last scene, um, while we're on the ADR kick, I want to have a question to ask, um, all right. and it deals with one of the main bad guys. Is this during the robbery? Is uh, about a minute before this? I believe so. Try like nine forty-five. My my time or your time? <laughs> I'm I'm in seven twenty two. Unless do you have the extended cut? Um, I don't. Oh, God, <laughs> so much for my time stamps. Well, it's it'll only going to get worse as it goes. It'll on. be fine if we just figure out what the time difference. What what what, what was the last? It's going to change because like throughout the movie they add scenes. It's <laughs> it's not just all at the beginning. Well, what did they add to this movie? Let's ask that. Okay, so the two versions of the movie, the major differences. Um, the biggest single difference is that there is actually an added scene in the shorter version and it is a very pivotal scene because it explains the entire second half of the movie it sets it up and lets you know what is happening oh thank god because the second half of the movie was so confusing to okay, me yes and i so i only watched the extended cut and from the moment of the car wash on like that is exactly the moment wash. where the scene was in, inserted and i'm sure what happened was there was a new distributor that got a hold of this film and they're like this film is a mess we're going to do something with it and so they shortened it by half hour and they added the scene so people would know what the hell uh, was going on for the second half what okay. scene was it was it one of them where it was just a shot of a re- tape recorder with someone yes. reading like a minute and a half of here's what's happened yes that oh. is what they added so uh, right in the middle That's of the film when we're sort of transitioning from the first half to the second half of the movie um, the bad guys are at this point uh, shacked up in uh, a house and they have three hostages and um, they need to somehow escape the house well the one bad guy calls his brother um, to to tell his brother that like you need to come get us and in the (sighs) extended cut you see them talking and then they like hard cut and, and we're just following these new characters and you don't know like <laughs> who wh- they are, where they're coming from, what yep. like, and then they steal a car and then they, they know where to go with this helicopter. And they're like, my favorite where is when did they, any of this happen? Like what? They hijack a helicopter and force a man who does not know how to fly a helicopter to fly them. But yet he was sitting in the helicopter already. So it's like, why would a man who doesn't know how to fly a helicopter be sitting was like in the a main, helicopter? The main, he was like cleaning or something like that. I thought he was fueling the helicopter and they pushed him into the no, helicopter. No, he was sitting in, he was sitting in there from the get go. Anyway, huh. well, you that's guys, the, you guys watched two different movies. <laughs> that's true. We did. Okay, Todd. So, in your version of the movie, uh, if you could go to thirty-five minutes and uh, forty-five seconds, we're going to clarify things for Mark so he can understand Thank what you. was going oh, this on. Is the tape recorder. This scene, is the tape okay. recorder. Let's just play it. I'm just it, looking at the right before that is the bar scene with the lady dancing. Right. So, imagine just to our listeners, imagine about what you were about to hear. Imagine this was not in the movie, and then you have to piece all this together from context clues. I heard on the radio that you guys got away, but you wasted a cop. Yeah, we wasted a cop, but we didn't get away like they said. Where are you? Some place called Fishhawk Creek. We're completely surrounded in a big farmhouse. Guns everywhere. We need help and we need it now, or we'll be dead within an hour. I'm listening. 
I need a car, and I need some dynamite. Dynamite? Yeah, dynamite, grenades, whatever. And a helicopter. A helicopter. There's no other way. And bring that moron buddy of yours to throw the dynamite. You've got to keep everyone away from the helicopter for about 30 seconds. That should be enough time to set down, load up, and get out. Okay. Wow. <laughs> that not only explains how we got here, that explains what is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, in without... my version, there was none of that. <laughs> the second half of the movie. You don't know where you are or where you're going. Because, I mean, <sighs> the premise of this movie is that these two guys rob a, uh, rob a grocery store and try to drive away. Uh, the posse keeps hunting them. They, they find a farmhouse and take the people in the farmhouse hostage. Like, that's the whole story. The reason we're saying, well, it was confusing or whatever, because of the way this movie is, quote unquote, edited... You'll have a shot of like them chasing down a a dirt road and you'll see a car in the middle of the road, like I said earlier. And then literally the next second, the car is rolling down the hill and next second a car is on fire and you don't know what happened. There's been no collision. One of them, this lady in this insane red jogging suit like an 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 80s adidas red jogging suit at some point just appears and looks down at a burning car we've never seen her and we never see her again it was baffling but like things are just so harshly edited you don't know what's right connected to what oh it was crazy Okay, so that was <clears throat> one of the main differences between the two versions of the film. The other main difference was the ending of the film. They oh. changed the ending. Oh. Um, so in the original ending, um, what you get... Uh, th- th- so there was one important element that was removed uh, fr- from the original version. In the original version, uh, when the mob... Spoilers. <laughs> when the mob surrounds the helicopter. And not like the mob, like Godfather, but like just an angry mob yeah, of the old village, men. Yeah, yeah. The, the village. Torches yeah. And, uh, pitchforks. Um, they surround the helicopter after it has run out of fuel, and it contains our bad guys along with the helicopter pilot and the little girl hostage. Um, and then the way it's edited, uh, the mother of the little girl is the one who shoots first. And they don't just like Han. They don't make it explicit that they pulled the little girl out of the helicopter before the mob opens up. That and they add that in this super quick dialogue in the version I looked because yeah, again you see you you know that they had this little girl in this in a helicopter and they're holding her hostage and they can't get off the ground because they say it's too heavy. All of this done in ADR. in ADR in a, in a wide shot of the helicopter. Uh, and then the next scene, you see a close up of the people in the helicopter with the angry mob holding their rifles right up next to it. That's about a four second shot. And then it cuts to black or something. And then all you hear is like the Bonnie and Clyde gunshot ending. But quick in there is like, we've got to get the girl out. And then like the immediately start shooting. So that girl is 100 percent dead. They did <laughs> yeah. not get her out of that hot, that helicopter at all. So in in the version that you saw, Todd, they completely cut uh, the girl's mother out of the mob. So it was less of a revenge story because the the girl who was a almost raped and whose girl whose uh, daughter was taken hostage, she was the one who like shot everyone first. Really, and they yeah. just removed that uh, completely. Her and the guy that looked like Fat Weird Al, who I was obsessed oh with, God. the I, other I the other he, hostage. I thought he looked like Pat. 
he was very proud. He also looked like, uh, do you guys remember the head of the class, the the TV show in the early yeah. 90s with all the smart kids? Um, there was the heavyset computer nerd named yep. Dennis, I think, and that one. Sat at the back. He of the room. sat at the back of the room <laughs> on top of his desk. He looked exactly like if he had a perm. He had the big yep. glasses on, and yep. they were they they were married in real life. They had the same last name in the credits. Those two hostages. The <gasps> daughter was somebody else, but. That I, was a real couple. That was a real couple. I, I kept thinking that like she was a little bit out of his league. She was way <laughs> out of his league. She was like almost normal looking. <laughs> Holy crud. He was a <laughs> Stan Winston creation. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was too far. <laughs> he did look like too Weird soon. Al though, like a like a beefy Weird Al <laughs> with the with the Weird Al the eighties uh curly hair and the big glasses. Oh and, wow. So that's not all that they changed. The, they changed the very end. And actually, they kind but of. But if they cut that out. Oh, to make it short. Okay, never yeah. mind. Well, they also kind of changed the message of the movie because in Mark's version, uh, at that point, <laughs> the movie just kind of ends. Yeah. But Todd, in your version, <laughs> they so cut to. They cut back to scenes of town to sort of show that life goes on yeah, in Vernonia. Should logging. And then they cut to a radio news broadcast and they say that. Um, oh, oh, another important detail. As the mob is opening fire on the helicopter, you see the police, the state police who have arrived. They just kind of drive away. They back up. They're right. they're like, our job here is done. There's nothing else for us. What's done is done. Yeah. And then the radio broadcast says that the suspects were last seen crossing the bridge into the state of Washington. This is no longer a matter in Oregon. Yeah. And it just kind of like uh, washes our hands yep. of the deal. And Nobody asked any more questions again. And it's Washington's huh. problem. So, and these were two, tr these weren't locals that, did this crime these were people that were like passing through i got the impression now that was the other interesting thing is what were they i, I going back what are these people going back to the fact that i do not think this movie was satire i think that ray no. etheridge was trying to say something about city folk because the way mm. they characterize the bad guys several times and in interviews and in the description of the movie they keep referring to these guys as city folk come oh. into town and then they also referred to the, oh and there was that one scene where they call them well the, the, they're drunk and high and yeah, i do remember that and they're up to no good <laughs> yeah that one guy was a drinker and then the he one guy had drinker. an earring and then the, the other guy was the only guy in the movie with a beard and hmm. but these two robbers were also like complete moron and they seemed like hicks to me they were dressed they were talking I, they were talking dumb <laughs> Like, I, think, I didn't get the, like, we're slick. Like, they hmm. never had a plan to do anything. They When they rob, they get away from the grocery store, and they they get chased down this street, and they crack in the big, exciting chase sequence where they crash to the two cars that are trying to make a barricade. After they crash through this barricade, and those cars, of course, explode, they stop their car. High five. High five, five out the window like they're Dukes of Hazard. Like, wave at the people that they're supposed to be escaping from until they're getting shot at again, and then very reluctantly, like, get back in. Like, do they have a plan? Did I miss that? <laughs> no. It's I And mean, then they're like, I think... I think we'll get away. And I'm like, you 100% won't. You're on a road that goes nowhere on a one lane dirt road in the middle of the forest. Of course, of course you're not got away. Well, their plan at that point, I think, was uh, they had a getaway car stashed. And they, oh. and they were trying because they show that scene at the very beginning of the movie. They're stashing their getaway car. 
Oh, I thought they were just abandoning whatever car and stealing a new one. But that would make sense because at some point in another hard cut, they're going 45 miles per hour on the street. And then suddenly their car is teetering off a cliff. And then they <laughs> knock the they get out and slam the door, which is supposed to be the thing that makes it go tipping. But by that point, you see the car rolling down perpendicular to how it was like <laughs> right it was going front end over the thing and then suddenly it's like sideways rolling down the hill and then of course explodes the continuity department had a had their hands full <laughs> they were busy that day with every single other job <laughs> of doing this movie oh wow uh the one thing that you did not get to see todd that i, I do think mark uh benefited from was the uh most definitely not gay car wash scene i didn't oh, see my, i th- the car wash scene isn't in the short? No. It, it they recut. steal a car from, I think, car washers, and I saw them mentioned in the behind the scenes, but there's, yeah, that scene is gone, replaced by the by the exposition. It was it was so weird. Uh, <laughs> it, they, there were two guys just washing cars in a parking lot. There wasn't, like, a car wash <laughs> as such. And they they're dancing, they're they're loving it. They go listen to the music. The boombox is literally on the car that they're wa- washing. <laughs> They've sat it on the the like the hood, and they're washing around the boombox. <laughs> and then a slick, you know, uh, Mr. Hollywood or they they call him like Pretty Boy, uh, comes up and and he's got his car, which is the multicolored. Uh, psychedelic one right and uh he starts he catches his his uh, view in the uh, reflection of the window and starts doing his hair what and uh and then that and is then sh- the then the two strangers come up and steal the car right and he runs after them that oh, part stealing my car that little tiny part is in in was in my version <laughs> what's shocking about that is not only does that seem wildly out of place but i believe those two car washers were crew members they according crew to members the behind the scenes so it's not yes. like they were just those guys around town they knew they could entertain like that's the dude no, that like, like the, caters or, right, or whatever <laughs> exactly I, wow, that's insane. I just remembered something funny that I read about one of the two main bad guys. Uh, his career, he went on to be the caterer. It's the oh. final scene as uh, we've She's been watching. She's so normal looking. Yeah, you, you didn't get to see this, Todd. <laughs> oh, this is the. Oh, this is the her brave stand So the up. cops, the cops are leaving. That cop car is amazing because it's an all white car with a tiny little magnetic <laughs> sign that says police. police. <laughs> like Helvetica. And so she <gasps> commences shooting. Why would they cut that out? She's the hero. At least her gun has blanks in it. <laughs> wow. Yep. That's so and, interesting. And that else shoots. really changes the movie. Yeah. Huh. And to edit down a movie to 58 minutes is a bizarre choice. Like, especially like if this was a part of a compilation or like a, anthology or something like that that would be believe me though it feels much better at 58 <laughs> minutes much and like I'm, I said, it is, I'm gonna rewatch it it's not a brisk 58 minutes either there's it's like the last jedi how you can cut out the, like the middle third and still feel like you've seen a good movie <laughs> <laughs> oh. um 
so one thing that I thought was really interesting about one of the two main bad guys in this film, uh, he went on to be uh, a big caterer in Hollywood, and he was like the head chef on Hannah Montana. Oh, really? <laughs> so I just kept yes. picturing the bad guy like serving food to, <laughs> to Miley Cyrus. An 11-year-old Miley Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> so there was one part... Um, and I couldn't for the life of me find the clip from the Muppet movie. So in the Muppet movie, um, they go to buy the car uh, at the beginning from Milton Borough, the car dealership. And they ask the big, huge brown monster whose name is Mr. Sweetums. Oh, Sweetums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that I learned. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, and then they ask him or whatever. And then they're like, I guess he doesn't want to come. And they drive away. And he, hey, he ends up running after so that I couldn't find a clip of that, um, but here's a clip from our movie where someone gets their car stolen and runs after him. Hey! Hey! hey. Damn! They just stole my car! <laughs> <laughs> now that yes. is exactly Mr. Sweet. <laughs> I remember his big flapping lip. Hey! Oh, that's oh, funny. Oh my gosh. I would have loved to have been there for that ADR session trying to cram this entire movie into. An hour and a, and a half Because you know they already spent all their money Yeah and they're paying by the hour to be at a recording studio While we're talking about ADR Can you try and go to like <sighs> You were good with the time last time Nine minutes It's and... like converting to, to Fahrenheit to <laughs> Celsius Let's try nine minutes and 35 seconds Alright What will we find around there we're looking for one of those scenes Where one of our main bad guys uh, Hums and sings to himself <laughs> We could just play the entire movie because there is a lot of that. Is this in the car or is this somewhere else? I don't know. I didn't write it down. Let's listen to some of the fantastic dialogue we get in the car. We got a way clean. Yeah. How much do you think we got? Uh, <laughs> About five grand probably. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just imagine the <laughs> flop sweat of trying to record this whole thing and just filling that time and that one bad guy does Mark's old man atonal humming <laughs> constantly in this movie. <laughs> I claim that as well. I think he does it when he's he walks up. I'm gonna find at the very beginning when, when they come up to rob the store. It's so annoying. they walk across the street, so they're parking here. Insane. So they're walking across the street to rob the place. Oh, it's a whistle that <laughs> time. Oops. Back to as usual. Anyway. Oh, this yeah. also made me nostalgic for the gas caps that went underneath the license plate in the old oh, cars. Oh, that they was... had like that spring litter. I was like, oh, that I remember cool. those. Back when you rear-ended somebody and no wonder all their cars exploded. <laughs> it was the 80s. Uh, what else about this movie? Before we get into the making of, which we're going to have to get into, uh, let's revisit Mr. Uh, Ray Ray Etheridge yeah. and, and talk about what he followed this movie up with. Well, Mark, why don't you tell us what uh, his follow-up <clears throat> to uh, the... Ver okay, oh, wait, wait, wait. Before, I say, before we say what his follow-up was we should say that after this movie uh he left 
Oregon never to return. In shame. He moved to, to Los Angeles. My right? oh. I think Miami, Florida. Okay. You know, the film capital of the United States. Yes. He moved to Miami, Florida and and like never to come back. And it's almost like he was run out of town or something. Oh. You bring shame. He's probably listening. He probably has a Google alert for Vernonia Innes incident. <laughs> so uh yeah, this was <coughs> this next film was filmed in Florida and uh it's titled Fart the movie. <laughs> Uh, but it's it's does it stand for something well it the title makes it look like that it's f period a period r period t um but uh here's the summary russell has two passions watching television and farting oh my gosh he also loves heather heather hates farting oh my god the eternal triangle one day she warns him if they ever allow farting on television, you'll happening? never leave the house. One evening, he goes to sleep in front of the TV, and it happens. This is not real. Virtually everything on TV is fart-related, from sitcoms and commercials to newscasts and dramas. Did my buddy call and write this movie? Yes. What? Did, what? <laughs> Could that it's, even be? So I, I've only seen I've seen the trailer, <laughs> and it's it's. Should it's we just play the trailer? Shocking. We we probably should play. Can I find it on YouTube? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how is this a thing? That um, is that it's beguiling it's but that's not where he stopped like the i oh, i no, figured walking and like until we started recording i figured this was his one thing um but he has been like ever since 2003 he has had like four or five projects a year just cranking these things out and and like obviously it's quantity over quality um so like, i wonder if he just makes deals with distribution companies that just put out bunch of cheap stuff just to and keeps cranking them out i mean the names of some of these things bigfoot and other adventures um the horse race the tattletale corpse <laughs> zombie drug lord D- day of darkness in hillbilly county wow this really is just a best of the worst list i'm gonna play the fart trailer well is this is this it uh, there's a lot of I typed in. Did you fart the movie Etheridge? Is uh, what I typed in. There is a surprising amount of competitors. Here we go. Fart the movie trailer. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Okay. In a world. <laughs> Can you say this word? Say it. Okay. Before. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> say to it. Interrupt right away. That was just a yellow screen with a Comic Sans. <laughs> With fart in Comic Sans. Okay. Bomber, the real gazoo. Slice City, the little sneaker. Low flying ducks. SBD. Silent but deadly. Innocent little wisps of wind. Flatulence. I squeeze off a couple of steamers. There are many ways not to use the word fart. Fart, 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 fart. Okay, what? (laughs) Go on. What an endearing word. It's almost Shakespearean. Now, can you say this word? Say it! Fart! Fart! Fart, 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 fart! 
what? Well, actually, it's not that bad once you get used to it. <laughs> okay, we're only halfway through this. <laughs> this. You can do it. Can you tell us what the plot is? There, I said it. What are you going to do about this it? This is all shot on you video, You know you are? Too. You're closet farter. Now that we have some practice saying it, ask for it by name. Do you fart? Fart, the movie, has arrived. I don't think the time is that far off, you know, that we'll completely outgrown the whole farting taboo in the country, and you'll be able to put on a bumper sticker that says, I fart loud and I'm damn proud. But <laughs> for the time being, just, just hang with me, I'll get to jokes. Yeah, that's that's the trailer. Now, had he not moved away, that would have been a Portland at the movies, <laughs> movies. film. <laughs> I guess we finally have something to be thankful for for Ray Etheridge. Yeah, Golden West Films, that's his film, his film company. And whoever Migdalia uh Etheridge is listed as a producer of this one. Her name I didn't see in in this one, unless I just missed it. Uh, the sister's name was Zonia. I, no, I think it is. Oh. Migdalia is his wife. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Um, that is insane. So the other thing that Ray does with video now is he makes these like compilation videos and, and movie quizzes out of public domain footage, um, like the monster quiz with Dracula and stuff. Um, so... He made one that I think is worth bringing up for Mark's curiosity um, called I Know a Riddle. Is this a video? Yes. Uh, go to Amazon um, and type in uh, dinosaurs, monsters, and riddles. All right. And oh, my gosh. There's more comics. And that watch the tra- atrocious. All watch right. the trailer. Oh, boy. I can rent this movie for 299 I really like these old movies. Is that I him? also That's like him. a good riddle. A riddle is a joke that asks a question. It's just him sitting on his couch. Usually a pretty silly yeah. one. With a TV For with example, antennas sticking out of it. When a dirty kid has finished taking his bath, what is still dirty? Answer, the bathtub. Uncle Ray, will you please wash the bathtub? <laughs> is this just all Mark jokes? <laughs> I think that voice was Migdalia. <laughs> wow, that doesn't make any sense. And then there's just it's public domain footage it's of... 35 minutes of Mark jokes <laughs> starring Uncle Ray and their ADR machine. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Did you catch that voice? It was, it was, in the, it was recorded in the submarine. Oh, you're right. He must have had extra time that Uncle day. Ray. Uncle East. Ray. Used the same set of recording equipment as from. That's what I loved about that that clip we played earlier. With all that exposition, was just like clearly his voice with just bad filters run through it. Wow. Well, he is a hustler. Well, according to his IMDb. Yeah, he's busy. I mean, that's like Roger Corman levels of output that he's doing. This is like the Tommy was so of Of Roger Roger Corman Corman of Florida. Formerly a poor. Oh, there was a great shot when they're doing uh, the shootout at the farmhouse. Um, at the end, they do these uh, shots of the two robbers, and they've got some squibs around them with some bad walling. And then there's this shot of this plain white wall with right in the middle a framed picture of kittens. kittens. And that's all a huge <laughs> yes. white wall. And you see, bang, a gunshot to the left of the kittens. 
bang, gunshot to the right. Bang, hits the kitten picture and it falls to the ground. I loved that moment. <laughs> I laughed so hard that it was so comic. That's the that was done for comedy. The rest of this movie, that that's insane that he's starting to say, "Oh, it was a social commentary." Said the man who made fart the movie. <laughs> that's incredible. Uh, yes. I think what we need to do is have a re- uh, revival screening of this film here in Portland oh, and, wow. and fly him out to introduce it in his helicopter. <laughs> the helicopter that was okay. So I, so I re, apparently in the in the May uh, the making of. Which they, I enjoyed more actually than the, the movie. movie. I enjoyed the making of a lot more. But they went through the plot. They described what the plot yeah, was, and well, I didn't have to watch it. I liked at least the first half of the making of. Yeah, the second when half. there was narration. Yeah, um, it's the, so the they they say in the making of that the helicopter was uh, part of the Magnum PI opening. But I rewatched the Magnum PI opening. It's definitely not in it. But I think it might have been used. To film parts of it. Oh. No, no, no. I, I think it was the helicopter pilot was the pilot for Magnum PI. It's. I don't think it was the actual helicopter. They made it sound. Mm-hmm. The, from what I remember, it said the helicopter also made an appearance in yeah. the opening of Magnum PI. Huh. Yeah. Maybe it was just in the background uh, parked yeah, somewhere. Be. And um, so I looked up the tail number of that helicopter, <laughs> and it's still in service. It's in the northeast. Uh, you can actually wa- uh, replay flights that it's taken in the last few years. Uh, you couldn't trace it back this far, though, could you? Like, you no. couldn't see. Nope. That would be amazing to see the flight <laughs> flat from that flight day of yeah, filming. Because totally. they rented it for one day, they said, and just did you all just their circle shots. circle this house. $400 an hour. Yeah. Wow. That's where all their money went. Mm-hmm. That So um, that was... All of the helicopter scenes, most of them um, were filmed on videotape. For for whatever reason, I don't know. Hmm. They made a mention that the hel- that the the camera that went to the helicopter was battery operated. They made a big deal. So oh. I mean, back then, getting power to it, so that's probably why the shots look so different. Oh. Is because it was probably video, um, a video camera as opposed to the film camera that they had. Well, see if it was Tommy was so doing it, they would have just had one of each <laughs> the whole time taped them together. So, yeah. I did like in the making of their like. Um, this camera has history. For years, it was used at Channel Coin, to, uh, Channel, yeah. whatever. It came, like, it came out of retirement. I'm like, it was the only camera you could afford. Let's not like, <laughs> we came out of retirement to We make... want that camera. Yeah. <laughs> he probably stole it when he was still working there. <laughs> he put a dummy camera in its place and just <laughs> took that every night. Ferris Bueller style. <laughs> I did enjoy the, the smoke bombs that were just soup cans. Soup cans that said was... tear gas on like <laughs> duct tape. Tear gas. <laughs> Uh, Um, So there was a Do you have the uh, making of available Todd? Yeah There is a quote that just sort of sums up The entire movie In that documentary So the documentary itself Let's talk why does it exist Like we're talking Lord of the Rings Peter Jackson level Of documentation For this film I would guess he did it to uh, to use as a sales as a sales thing. Look, here's the movie we made. Here's a little package the, I the, sent out to the distributors. The narrated the narrated segment uh, that goes through the plots and everything is it's forty minutes long. Like it's not it's not a trivial uh, like it's not sizzle a throwaway, reel. Right. <laughs> you know, it it is a detailed <laughs> plot analysis. Plot, like they they talk about 
the you know the car that was used for all of the interior car yeah. shots yeah. for every single car the there was one police car for the three police cars that were shown in the movie those kind of things and, and so it, it i don't think it was a sizzle reel kind of thing no i think that he was just trying to make more money and see if he could get two films out of one Hmm. Oh, but like who I do could, you I could sell? make the real film and then I could make the making of and sell them separately. Like it, maybe he thought it was going to, or to sell like to local media or something to right. run. Yeah. And remember that because yeah, it is about a half hour long, the height of video rental yeah, you know, commoditization. And so uh, just looking for another thing to put on the shelf to yeah, rent. That's hmm. true. So what, what point did you want me to look up Ryan? Oh, uh, two minutes and uh, 15 seconds. And this sort of sums up the whole film. One car has hubcaps, one doesn't. This Just that? Okay. Let's <laughs> try 210. <laughs> okay. No, really, it was the hubcaps. They did. That they just kind of, <laughs> that's what this movie is really about. But yeah, even this documentary, A Golden West Film's presentation is is this documentary. And they, they so they describe it as, compared to country justice, life in prison looks pretty good, yeah. but you can't get there from here. <laughs> Well, oh yeah, there's a nice close-up of the boom operator that apparently yeah. was just plugged into nothing. <laughs> they forgot the extension cord. <laughs> Don't tell him. He's been holding that up there all day. Uh, that's one of the um, the car wash people. Oh, funny. Maybe <clears throat> it got wet during the car wash scene. It was next to the radio on the hood of the car. The favorite, th- My favorite thing that I learned from watching the documentary was that uh, during filming when they were blowing up one of the cars, uh, the, the electrical wires melted and the car horn got stuck on. Yep. So they just shot it <laughs> a couple times it, until... They shot the battery <laughs> until the... Until it there, was a, there was one special effect I thought was really cool in one of the beginning... I think it was one of the chase down the road. They're firing. Um, the bad guys are firing at the car that's following behind them, and bullets hit the windshield. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, those are real bullets hitting the real windshield!" And they did it well enough uh, in the back behind the scenes thing. It's a guy sitting inside the car and shooting oh. actual bullets. They just framed it where you only see the windshield. And it was super effective. Like I was, aff- well, I, I still was afraid for that guy in the car firing a gun but uh that was a really a, a neat little effect that that they pulled off yeah which is funny because the bullets were going the opposite direction that they should have been yeah. going yeah but it, it worked out it looks it looks really good yeah um oh, s- as i say they get with the soup can smoke detectors the or smoke detector smoke bombs the posse at the end in order to drive out the bad guys from the house they just throw all the tear gas inside with the family, the hostage family still inside. Yeah. And there are multiple times that they shoot into the house. Yeah. With, and knowing that the family is in the house. So the, the main leader of the posse shoots at the, you know, he, he shoots the tire out of the car that the They're bad guys are with. planning to escape with, but they've got the hostage little girl at gunpoint and he fires at them <laughs> like that's country justice wh- <laughs> and he's like well good thing that that went okay and then they go yeah so they shoot at the tires so the bad guys have to go back inside with the girl and the mom and dad who are tied their hands are at least tied they were just simply looking out the window looking to see watch their daughter being kidnapped and the bad guys come back in again and say that's it i've had enough of you two and i'm like they didn't do anything they weren't trying to escape they were just it was crazy. Uh, 
anything else about this movie? Where can people find it? Uh, they can easily find this movie. Uh, Ray Etheridge has made uh, made that possible. Oh wow! Um, you can from the official fan website. You can order a DVD version. Nice. Uh, you can order a DVD print on demand from Amazon. Amazon Prime. Um, print you, on demand. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I when they, they did that. They, yeah, just a, do a one lot off. of movies. They do it. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you can. Uh, Buy. This is what uh, I think Mark did. Yep. Um, buy the download. <clears throat> yep. Uh, you can download. And that and, was and the extended special, cut. Then that's the extended cut. But it did not come with the shortened. Did not. Yeah, I, okay. I would recommend hunting down the uh, earlier. Does Movie Madness have this? I thought you they, said do. they do. Okay. They do. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would recommend watching the short version, um, right. if at all possible. If it, if you put it in and it says Redneck Revenge, you know that is correct. You've yeah. What were right. all the other titles again? Uh, Bernonia Incident, Revenge of the Rednecks, Lynch Mob Vigilantes, <laughs> Redneck can- Country Justice, Redneck Revenge, Redneck Revenge Country Justice in Oregon. <laughs> in Oregon. That's, That's awesome. like specifically for a Google search. <laughs> <laughs> he was SEO before SEO was cool. <laughs> All right. So you would recommend going to see this movie, both of you? To, to search it out if I mean obviously if you if, if you haven't figured out this in, point yeah, it's, it's a, campy yeah, it's 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 it, a poorly done bad movie right but enjoyable I think this movie has the potential in the right uh setting to be like the room I could see like interactive elements and yeah it it, ne- it should be it needs its moment and I didn't love it I was on board for maybe the first 20 minutes. <laughs> And then I just kind of slowly fell off the train. It got me a little bit more at the end, but the more I, found I didn't out, love it as much as you guys did. The more I found out about Ray Etheridge, the more I loved it. That's true because like once the credits started and I started, I started seeing all the Etheridge people involved, and when I saw that dancing lady was uh, his sister, I lost my mind, and so that pulled me back in. That's awesome. Um, I just one other fun fact I have to share. I. Uh, in, in pulling any information about this movie, there's not a lot out there, but I came across Ray's old GeoCities website <laughs> that is somehow still in existence. Wow. Um, at least partly in existence. Um, and he's got all these amazing pages, one for like each video he had done up until the point he was keeping his GeoCities site. And here's a page for I Know a Riddle. I Know a Riddle. And you can, here it is, it was $9.98 on VHS plus two fifty shipping and handling. Wow. Um, I also also came across his resume and it's got his personal phone number and address. Is it his resume for filmmaking or does he have a, another career that <clears throat> he was just posting his resume on GeoCities for? Um, What's the objective? Objective. A career mo- makeover into a full-time long-term staff position with a company that offers a training program, a good benefits package, and a chance for growth within the company. Um, I will do Nice and generic. Yeah. All right. Just general general work. Yep. Artists oh. need to have other forms of income, as here I know. Here we go. Uh, other skills. I sell collectibles on the internet, such as celebrity autographs, vintage movie posters, vinyl LP records, oh, videos, nice. and 16 millimeter movie film. Oh, wow. Mm. I wonder if we can get the actual film used to make the Vernonia incident. <laughs> it is surprising that, so when I when you first told me about Vernonia, you told me about that mill, it's mm-hmm. an abandoned mill or yep. whatever. I still haven't seen it because the one time I went through town, there was a big festival there and I ended up not stopping. Right. But that was not in this movie. I know. I, which is surprising because that that's That would have like, been a great shootout location. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. 
Do we know where the house was? I mean, I'm sure it was outside uh, town somewhere. I didn't. I wasn't able to try it. to look. They do mention an address in the movie that I'll look up later to see if oh. they were just actually using <laughs> actual road names. We and, do get some nice aerial shots of the farmhouse. Yeah. So you could like look for locations. Look for and, the one with all the craters in the lawn. And I think it's next to a lake bombs. or a pond or something. I'll have to look that up. I'll find it like that one house I found from oh, right. Foxfire. No, it wasn't Foxfire. It was The Last Innocent oh. Man. They and had Homer a, and Eddie. And Homer and Eddie. I found houses in the greater Portland area <laughs> just from one angle of their house in a movie. You could be a Google Maps private eye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, awesome. It was. I did enjoy it. I didn't love it as much as I was hoping to, but it it, it is it is pretty insane and, and pretty fun. Um, any last words? Uh, if you live in Oregon, it's worth seeing. Yeah, or visiting Vernonia. Or visiting you go to Vernonia Vern- and then watch it there. Exactly. I wonder if they have copies of it still in their general store. Oh. <laughs> At their Granger or Grange or whatever. I sur- or t-shirts, I survived the Vernonia incident. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. I survived the Vernonia incident. Uh, we do have some Portland movie news, though, Brian, that you came across. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? I did. It's not exactly what we are used to hearing about uh, Portland-made fi- uh, movies. Uh, but the New York Times has just come out with its list, uh, the best films of 2018 so far. Um, and in that list are two Portland-filmed movies. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I've not seen either mm-hmm. yet. Um, maybe we'll get to them uh, one of these days uh, on the show. Maybe not. Uh, but one of them is called Leave No Trace. Uh, I think Mark has seen that one. I have. I saw that in the in the movie theater. Is it good? Or is I, there a lot of Portland stuff, or is it just kind of incidental? No, it, it's very significantly Portland. The, the Really, the first half of the movie takes place in and around Forest Park and Portland um, and it's a it's a solid movie. If if you liked, uh, I think it was Captain Fantastic, kind of that um, uh, spirit of movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one's a little more melancholy than that. Interesting. But, uh, okay. Pretty fantastic. All right. Pretty fantastic. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> Not Captain Fantastic. Not. Uh, the other film being uh, something called Lean on Pete. Lean on Pete. Lean on Pete. Uh, the story, this coming-of-age tale from Andrew High, follows Charlie, played by Charlie Plummer, uh, an impoverished teenager newly arrived in Portland, Oregon, where escaping an unstable home life, he finds refuge at the track in comfort with a horse named Lean on Pete. Interesting. Yeah. So it's huh. a uh, boy-horse-love tale. The classic, much much the like classic the one story. that happened in Enumclaw several years ago, which is an, an inside joke about... <laughs> Enumclaw that Northwesterners may or oh, may not no. know. <laughs> oh, no. There's a whole documentary on it called Zoo. So do look that up. <laughs> oh, no. If you're a fan of uh, of documentaries about people who are fond of horses. Um, but and, that, yeah, that's interesting. They're on. And that's a good why we can't list. talk about nice things. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Uh, no, that's great, though. I'm glad because, I mean, TV has gotten to be pretty good, the stuff that's been filmed here in Portland. So I'm hoping that they can kind of turn the turn the track record around for some movies. But speaking of movies, I have the next pick for the uh, the next episode of the show. And I went through our surprisingly giant list of movies that we've compiled. What the bleep do we know? What <laughs> I know thought what about the... picking that just to be funny. I did not. <laughs> but instead, I thought, well, since we were I wanted to pick something that was filmed all you know around here, not just a, a little piece of it. 
Um, and since we're in Vernonia, why not finish winding our way up to Astoria on our short our short trip around our uh, summer vacation? Our summer vacation. There we go. We're on summer vacation with Portland the movies. Our staycation. Summer staycation. <laughs> so we are going from Vernonia oh. to Japan oh. via Astoria with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Wow. Doesn't even have a subtitle. It's not Secret of the Ooze. Um, and I thought, well, maybe there's just a couple things, but it was all filmed in Astoria, Oregon, of all places. So Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, no subtitle, um, but I believe there's time traveling back to feudal Japan, I believe is the premise of this movie. So Astoria fills in for both New York City and feudal Japan. It must. Yeah. I don't know how or why, but here we are. Ah. I remember seeing that movie in theaters and just... Oh, do you? Yeah, and just being really confused. See, and I wasn't... um, (laughs) I mean, the Turtles were around when I was a kid. I didn't really care much about them. And I think if this is 92, I can't find the thing, but it seems like this would come out in 92. I want to say it was probably 93. Yeah, and so I was like a senior in high school, and so I wasn't really seeing a whole lot of uh, TMNT movies. um, Yeah, I loved 2. 2 was... Secret uh, of the Ooze. 2 was the best. My biggest selling notebook of all time, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. It had everything. Uh, (laughs) Yes, it did. Including New Kids. Or Vanilla vanilla Ice. ice. Um, So yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited to watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. I'm not, but thanks, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) Could be what the bleep do we know, so... That's true. Uh, well, that brings us to the end of another Portland at the Movie special. Thanks to Fun Employment Radio, who Yay. this can be heard on. Um, they're doing lots of cool things, lots of live events and uh, other things. So go check them out at Fun Employment Radio. Um, Mark, where else can you hear us if they want to hear more of us? Uh, each week we record the Mark and Todd cast, uh, starring uh, myself as Mark and you as Todd. And, Sh- shocking, and casting. <laughs> shocking casting. Shocking casting. Try swapping that one time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, each week we talk about a science topic and something about Portland and uh, Brian, the Unipiper kid, uh, makes an appearance and tells us about things that are going on around Portland, and uh, it's a fun show. Yes, uh, so that's at markandtodcast.com. Um, oh, my, my my train of thought just went off the rails there. Uh, <laughs> Brian, which you can find at theunipiper.com for all your Unipiper needs. There will be one less Mark and Toddcast a month because what are we doing uh, each month now, Brian? We're doing a brand new uh, video project that mm-hmm. we are calling Binsworthy. Um, it's a uh, brand new web series. Um, and if you stay tuned right here at Portland at the Movies, we'll be posting all of the new episodes right here. Um, and uh, we go essentially dumpster diving in the um, thrift store outlet bins uh, and see what kind of crazy treasures that we can uh, unearth and then uh, talk about. Bring them back for yeah, a little roundtable discussion. And right now there's three episodes up on YouTube. You can either find them at the Portland at the Movies page. There's a little playlist uh, or you can go to the Binsworthy YouTube page. Either one works. Portland at the Movies or Bins. That's B-I-N-S which is what they call the Goodwill Outlet uh, bins. Uh, it's a really fun show. It's a video project and uh, it's it's really great. There are three episodes up now and we will be doing one of those uh, a month mixed in with Portland at the Movies and the Mark and Todd cast. So um, if people wanted to 
support us, Brian, what could they do? We would love it if you would uh, smash that like button and subscribe <laughs> and be oh, sure gross. to click the little. We have to do that now that we're YouTubers. <laughs> I, I feel dirty. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, most helpful would be if you uh, head over to our Patreon page, uh, which is at patreon.com slash Portland at the movies, and um, you can give uh, any little bit helps. Um, we we uh, have to constantly upgrade our video equipment, and uh, we're buying new movies and tracking down these rare things, and who knows, uh, maybe we'll, we'll uh, need to pay and fly Ray out here. <laughs> Uh, for the for the showing of uh, yes. Fredonia Incident one the of these Vernonia days. Incident. Live. Awesome. Well, I'm going to uh, oh, uh, the play whatever plays over the uh, final credits of this movie on the way out, and I'm just noticing that one man is credited to, to uh, worker rubbing car. So that must be that <laughs> one guy doing that one thing. All right. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, find more at portlandatthemovies.com, also on Facebook. Uh, and don't forget... Go check out Binsworthy on YouTube. Uh, it's our great new video series uh, at Binsworthy on uh, the YouTube page or at Portland at the Movies page on YouTube. We will see you guys later. It's like watching paint dry. <laughs> Is this the in the extended version too? As far as I know. Original music by Oscar Estrada. There it goes. I knew it. Oh, that takes me right back to Windows 3.1. <laughs>